In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and I would like to thank you for tuning in each week. We do have listeners from all over the world, so good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. Now, if you're new to this series, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In these series, we've talked about everything from digital transformation, how big data is changing our lives, to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. And today, we're going to be exploring a little bit more about innovation in digital and also diversity in digital. So if you'd like to listen in to us each week, please tune in to us on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific time for our live show and afterwards on Google, iTunes, Stitcher. And you can, in this series, you can great get great advice. You can get leadership success stories that you can learn from that motivate you and stimulate new ideas and possibly even be the key to your success. I invite you to connect with me. Send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Send me an email and tell me what you want to hear about on this series. I'd love to hear from you. So if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful for either your business, or for yourself. Now, on to today's episode. The digital sector is an umbrella term that covers a wide variety of industries, all having a big impact on the way we live, work, and play. Now, crafting digital products services and consulting digital advertising to such a wide, diverse customer base or even to a predominantly select group is difficult unless we know the makeup of those people or that group. This means that a company may be missing out on the ability to do just that unless they have a talent pool that reflects the customer base and exemplifies diversity of thought. Like the people behind them, the products and messages we create aren't always free of ideology, bias, or prejudice. That's why having more diverse teams at every level of development in a digital company means that end products and services can better reflect the users and diverse groups they're targeted to. Now, you may say, okay, homogeneous companies in history have been successful without diversity, but in today's global diversity climate, this diversity cannot be ignored. Even though some industries are not catching on or behind closed doors, they say, yes, diversity is okay, but it's not that important to us. But if you think about that, you think about what some industries did and what some corporate leaders said about this internet thing. And instead of understanding its importance, they ignored it and look where they are today. How many industries don't exist because they ignored the internet thing. Now, the same thing can happen if diversity is ignored in this global digital economy. Companies will disappear because they cannot understand their audience. And as AI becomes more prevalent, maybe even AI will carry on the biases that exist rather than expanding global reach and providing us with new solutions. Now, today we're going to look at one digital company that believes diversity is the key to success in the future and strives to implement it. Our guest today is Stephen Hyde, and he is the CEO of Push Group. Now, Steve's career in marketing spans over 25 years. His early roles allowed him to gain experience in many American FMCG corporations, including Kraft Foods, PepsiCo, and Disney, where he was UK sales director. Ultimately, he became frustrated with the slow pace of traditional marketing in large companies, and in 2007, he co-founded 
Push Group, a premier digital marketing agency headquartered in the UK. His overall vision of the future and the ability to simplify complex topics helps businesses make sense of the digital landscape. Over the last 12 years, his team at Push have helped thousands of businesses flourish with the smarter use of Google Ads, Facebook advertising, Bing, and other forms of digital advertising. Push has won more Google awards than any other European agency after being crowned as Google's best partner for customer satisfaction, mobile innovation, and growing business online. They have also been recognized for their efforts in diversity. So, Stephen, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Kimberly. Thank you. Steve, for- okay. So, Steve, tell us a little bit about, uh, about your um, company first. Okay, so we uh, we we started in in two thousand and seven, just just in time for the uh, the Great Recession. So um, we started, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We started doing just about everything to in the digital sector. So PPC, SEO, web design, email marketing. You know, we fell into that kind of trap of trying to do everything to for everyone. Um, but we started to get much more focused in about 2012 when we focused and just put all bets down on the, on PPC. Uh, and that was really the momentum to, to help grow our business. And we've grown you know, very successfully since then. We're now up to uh, just under 60 people. Um, and we're mainly working with medium-sized businesses. So we are in the SME sector, but it's mainly the, the medium-sized businesses. Lots of, uh, lots of uh, VC-funded uh, and other kinds of funded businesses, startups and so on. And what we're really doing is working in any kind of paid advertising. So obviously Google is vital to us, so all forms of Google advertising, uh, Facebook, and of course, Microsoft and Bing, and that's what the the guys and girls are doing at Push. They're they're managing those campaigns and keeping relationships with our clients. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah, that that's a great story. How many people did you start out with with in two thousand seven? There was just three of us at the beginning. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, okay. Just myself, Ricky Solanke, the co-founder, and one other. Um, effectively, it was an intern really at the time, so it was a very small mm-hmm. group. So you started with three, and now you have sixty. And when when, when I talk, when I look at the statistics in digital media and advertising environment, the statistics show that eighty-eight point eight percent of employees working digital are white males. Now, do you have any insight into this? Yeah, I mean, I know that that's those sorts of numbers come from um, in the UK from the Department of Culture, where they've looked at uh, looked at uh, employment in the digital sector. Um, I'm surprised uh, that that it's that high, especially uh, in London, which, as anyone will know, is one of the most diverse, if not the most diverse city um, in the world. So I'm really surprised by those numbers. I suspect it may be slightly a hangover from some of the previous um, uh, um, eras and ex- examples of uh, being, um, being stuck in traditional advertising and media. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so the old agencies, but uh, when you look at that, that's statistics on on ethnicity. So, on the statistics on gender, also are not that great. Do you have any statistics on that? Yeah, I mean, um, looking at women, they they make up for forty percent of the roles in digital, which is um, again, it's a pretty poor show when you think of the the split of, of, of male to female employees across the UK. You know, we have a high employment of, of women generally, but it's a poor showing amongst uh, amongst uh, uh, the digital sector in the in the UK and beyond. And I think the problem, the UK is probably looking at Europe is probably one of the better. Uh, from a gender mm-hmm. point of view, but that still is way behind where it needs to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why? Why do you think that? I mean, when I look at when Stephen, when I look at um, numbers such as you know VC or angel investment, okay, because because a lot of these digital comes out of VC or angel investment, and there was recently in the UK a Telefonica study that said that um, that eighty six percent of the companies that get funding for digital in, in VC, from VC or angel investment are run by men or founded by men. Um, 
Do you have any insights into that trend? And do you think that actually affects how many people, how many women are in digital or the ethnicity and in digital? I think it does. I think, I think for a start, I think investors generally um, need to be far more open and curious when they're looking at investment opportunities. So mm-hmm. I think generally they're being too conservative and they, they're going you know, within the environments and the networks that they know, which I think is a real, um, real restriction. Specifically when you look at, um, when I look at our business alone and look at the amount of startups we work with, there's a large number of women-based entrepreneurial businesses. Mm-hmm. So, um, I am surprised by that. It does, again, feel like another bias towards um, women-founded businesses. And, and that's, that's an opportunity that's being missed by um, venture capitalists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and Babson College actually also did a it did a study that say say that only six percent of um, venture capitalist partners or VC partners or angel investors are women. Do you think that might have something to do with it also? Of course, I'm I'm sure it does, and that I mean that's a shocking number, really, to yeah. think only six percent. I mean that's again that's something that really needs to be addressed, and uh, I think in all of these cases, people are. They're missing the point. They're missing the opportunity that diversity brings to drive growth in business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna. We, I want to go into that in a minute, Steve. And let me just ask you one other question because you deal with a lot of other digital businesses, and and, and we're talking about this. Do you, when you talk to your colleagues or your competitors, and do do you think they also recognize these numbers, or do you think it's just kind of, you know, you might read an article and then put it to the side and say, oh, it doesn't bother me. What kind of feedback do you get from other people that you talk to? I think there's two ways of answering that. I think we're looking at looking at the group that I associate with. So looking at my colleagues, whether they are, you know, I, I include those at partners at Google, um, Bing, and, and and Facebook. When I look at that group of colleagues, that group of partners are incredibly diverse, um, mm-hmm. and so that these businesses already recognise diversity and the value that it brings to growth. Um, looking at the agencies that that we are friends with, that we are we are networking uh, groups with most of them in the digital sector do seem to be quite diverse i think it's the more it's the more traditional um group of advertising agencies that are not reflecting that diversity and i think you see that in the uk for example um with the the industry publication for the uk is a magazine called campaign there are others out there as well but it does tend to be um, a very, um, it tends to be like a magazine that's still set in the era of, of the 90s when you mm-hmm. look at the type of awards they're giving for um, creativity. It feels like they haven't switched truly through to the digital agenda. So mm-hmm. you've almost got two worlds going on. You've got the old world of marketing and advertising agencies, which was born culturally in the 70s and the 80s. That hasn't moved on much. As much as they've tried to bring in uh, digital um, into their mix, they haven't done enough. And then your new world of businesses that have started since um, since digital has got going, so since Google AdWords effectively in 2004, uh, those businesses certainly in London do tend to be more diverse. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about the old world and the new world, that's a really interesting way to put it. Because if you kind of if you kind of think about you know the seventies and the eighties, it was pretty much di- do- dominated these large agencies by men. Um, they could be actually missing opportunities. And when you say you know the kind of awards they give, you're you're may not be seeing that reflecting that diversity. Um, that's that's really interesting. So, Steve, I'd like to I'd like to come back to that. Okay, um, sure. we're going to take a short break, and I, and I'd really like to you know we've kind of taken a look at the landscape here, and what I'd like to do then is come back and talk about why that's so important, and maybe using these examples of the old and new world, and and why diversity is so important in your business. Um, okay, so we're going to take a short break, and for our Listeners, we are speaking with Steve and Hyde, CEO of Push Group, a premier digital marketing agency 
based in the UK, and Push Group is known for its innovation and diversity. In 2007, he founded Push with three people, now up to 60, and his overall vision of the future and ability to simplify complex topics and help businesses make sense of this complex digital landscape. If you'd like to get a hold of Steve, you can go online and go to the Push Group at pushgroup.co.uk. And also Push Group is on Facebook under Push for Growth and on Twitter under Push Group and on LinkedIn under Push Group Limited. And to get hold of Stephen himself, he's also on LinkedIn under Stephen Hyde. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, CEO and leadership and business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders or my website, Leadership Beyond Borders is sponsored by CINDA, the Search and Information Industry Association, the Women's Leadership Academy 2020. CINDA helps SMEs with digital advancement. CINDA does market research, is a leader in digital products and conferences in the Europe and Middle East and Africa. CINDA's local search conference will be held in Lisbon October 13th to 16th, 2019. If you're interested, please go to www.cinda.com. CINDA also has a number of digital conferences and scholarships available. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America Business Channel. And today we're speaking with Stephen Hyde, the CEO of Push Group, a premier digital marketing agency based in the UK. And this agency is known for its innovation and diversity. In 2007, Stephen founded the Push Group. And his overall vision of the future is the ability to simplify complex topics and help businesses make sense of this complex digital landscape. Now, before we just kind of took... Uh, took an overview of of what's going on out there in in digital and diversity in digital companies. And before the break, uh, Stephen, you were saying that you know you're thinking a lot of these statistics that are showing is predom- predominantly uh, not um, diverse or, and either gender diversity, ethnicity diversity is stems from the old. Why why do you think the old hasn't changed? I think in simple terms, the, the people um, often are reluctant to change. And uh, I think that uh, 
there was an industry um, that was the um, the old advertising industry or the old marketing industry of the you know whatever you call it the 60s 70s 80s 90s that old world I think that's taken real time to adapt and change because it's it's had it very good for a long while mm-hmm. and it hasn't recognized the need to change at the same time that industry has been working with businesses that also have been slow in recognizing uh-huh. this uh, when I think about the time you know back back 20 years ago when I was at Disney and I was told to go and spend more time with the top businesses at the time for DVD sales they were businesses now that you can well imagine are now dead and buried so mm-hmm. blockbusters and there was a business in the UK called Woolworths and there was another as well which is you won't know internationally but um, I think so many of these businesses have just not managed to decipher the new world uh, and at the same time you have these big behemoths like Google, uh, Amazon, Facebook that have had the chance to build something new and fresh and build a lot more diversity from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. But what did you think also that these big companies and, and you know, uh, without naming any names, but, but you know, some of the big advertising agencies, I mean, they the media changed, okay? And so wouldn't you think that with the media change that they would be forced to change? Or do you think is this kind of like, you know, milking the cash cow till it runs out? <laughs> I think I think the world changed very quickly. The shift mm-hmm. to the importance of digital um, happened very very fast. So there are many examples where people were making predictions. For example, in the UK about digital advertising. I remember when we started push in two thousand seven, people were predicting that uh, TV advertising would be overtaken by digital in two thousand and twelve or thirteen, and then it happened in two thousand and nine. So everything just seemed to happen a lot more quickly. And these agencies, these traditional agencies, were stuck protecting their, um, their, their old ways of working. Um, even if you happen to be a, you know, a fan of Mad Men, um, the ser- series back in, uh, you know, the, which was shown and, and demonstrated the era of the 1950s, 60s and 70s, there's a great scene in Mad Men where the guy that's responsible for the TV department, which was new and emergent, mm-hmm. is given this tiny little room um, within the agency um, in the face of what was then do- an agency dominated by press um, and radio advertising. And he becomes very grateful for that small little room. My point is, is that these agencies, they protect, they protect uh, their their old ways of working. They find it difficult to change because it's not in people's interest. It's not in Turkey's interest of over Christmas, as we say. They don't right. want to make these changes. Yeah, and and that kind of keeps them behind. So let's talk a little bit about why you know you're if you've implemented diversity because you know in the our consumer base is so diverse today. So can we just talk about why diversity is so important in the company to reach? in advertising and digital media to reach certain groups? Yeah, well, I mean, I've obviously I've talked about our partners. So the partners that we work with, uh, Google, Facebook, Microsoft, Bing, they're all very diverse teams. But when you look down to not just our clients, um, uh, who also happen to be very diverse uh, across uh, the UK, but if you look at the end consumer, you take numbers like looking at what's happening with Instagram in the US, the the biggest um, ethnic group of uh, users of Instagram in the US is Latinos. And then I think the second biggest group is still not the the, the kind of the the majority white ethnic group. So you have, you know, you, you, you have your customers, your end consumers are hugely diverse, particularly when you skew um, the trends with digital towards a younger age group. That group has a lot of, obviously, gender diversity, naturally, um, and, mm-hmm. and, of course, huge, huge ethnic diversity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and so what, in, in PUSH, 
you you actually implement diversity to try to reach these groups and try to understand? Because I would think, you know, it's it's really hard for me to understand the Latino group that's using Instagram, okay, or maybe even the Generation Z group that that likes something else. Um, how, how do you how do you manage that? So we're proactive in the way that we take mm-hmm. on. In, 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 in push. So we, we are looking to build ethnic diversity into our business. We're looking to build um, gender diversity into our business. And and importantly as well, we're looking to build, build in age diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, both, I mean, one challenge is building, um, building uh, and bringing in people that are older than the average age that we have within our agency, which is, which is under 30. Um, but at the other end of the scale, where we've been used to bringing on graduates, so typically age of 21, 22, we've found actually there's a need to look at people even younger, say perhaps school leavers, because there is almost a generation gap between a 16-year-old and 24-year-old, given mm. the advent of smartphones and the behaviours that that brings. So, um, you know, these... These 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 types of behaviours, this type of diversity is all around us. It's it's not just gender and and ethnicity. It's also age as well. So we we you know we we are in a position, I suppose, that we're we we recognise the benefits that diversity brings to creativity and innovation, um, and we've gone out there and 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 deliberately built it into our our recruitment. Mm-hmm. And and do you think if as an as an agency as a digital agency, um, just looking at a little bit uh, from from a wide point of view, if you're not if you're not doing that, are you going to make mistakes? Because I I remember, um, I don't know if you remember the case with Revolve, um, the the clothing and and then they had this, you know, they were targeting just um, white teenagers and then there was revolve so white like do you so as an agency if you're not doing this kind of things could you get yourself in trouble you know of 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 not being that successful i absolutely think you 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 can and and, and i i think it's it, it, it's almost inevitable that if you don't and we do get customers that come to us um from different communities so clients that come to us that are actively saying, uh, without naming agencies, they are saying that, that, that the agencies they're working with lack that diversity and that vision to understand their customer base. Mm-hmm. So I, I think um, that, that those conversations are already happening um, out there and perhaps, um, perhaps some of the bigger, uh, more traditional agencies are not getting that feedback so directly. But we work in a, in a, in a market sector where the consumer certainly in the UK, is extraordinarily diverse. Um, but there's no way that the agencies are reflecting that. And that that is going to put them at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not just about the message, is it, Stephen? It's also about the media. As you said, you know, um, understanding the target media. So, you know, if, if Latinos in the United States are using Instagram more than anybody else, you know, what what is the the age group between 35 and 45 using. Um, that is, are also some of the insights that you have to build in, aren't they? Not just the message, but the media. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the media is the understanding, understanding the media as well and the type that, and the, 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 the types of media being used is, is, is vital. Mm-hmm. So if you were looking, for example, if you were looking at Generation Z, okay, the newest, you know, upcoming generation, and what... What would you do to have a team to look at that? Would you say, okay, I need Generation Zs, and I'd look at they look at this kind of message and they look at this kind of media? How do you go about that? Well, I think some of the simple things to do are obviously understanding, um, understanding. Um, in, if I took that on a really literal and practical basis, I'd be trying to understand um, who in our immediate team has exposure to that group uh, on a on a. On a, on a on a day-to-day basis so whether or not it's it's people with siblings or people directly with um with with a relationship with that with with people in that of that generation um we would be looking for that and and, and we have a conversation already we have these discussions over the lunch tables where you have 
a group of 26, 27 year olds talking about the behaviors of people that are under or under 17. So I think that's different, if you like, Kimberly, to if you like our generation where we used to see uh, we used to be talking about people, perhaps the generation gap of 20 years. But now people are talking about behavioral generation gaps that are much, much shorter, much, much closer. Uh, and, and they're making those observations um, and thinking about how that they can they can market to those groups differently. Mm-hmm. And, and that and and you do that as a team then so you bring everybody in and I mean if I if I were in your company then then um, and I was doing generation Z that probably wouldn't really work would it <laughs> no. Well, no no yeah it, I, I guess it wouldn't and nor would it would for me so I would I would yeah. I would bring in, bring in some of the younger groups I mean it's it just it's you know, you you don't assume that those groups necessarily know everything that is needed to know about Generation Z. Yeah. But, for example, you know, we had a a, a, a brand, a, a big um, vegan cheese uh, company come to talk to us, and we've been talking to them. Uh, we we brought in all of the all of the all of the vegans and vegetarians in the group at Push together for a, a session where we try to understand that brand. Of course, a brand like that skews very heavily to the more uh, environmentally conscious group of of of, of, uh, of younger people that we have um, in the UK. So there is a definite skew if you look at uh, those types of trends. And there's another example of where we're attracting interest from clients that maybe wouldn't work with more traditional agencies and they're, you know, kind of more traditional over 40 white male meat eating guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that's a good example. Um, so, Stephen, with, with, when you're doing this, okay, and you're, you're dealing with your customers, how, how do you perceive, you know, go about getting the message to your customers that we are different, okay? We are different than, uh, you know, we are taking in, into consideration um, your target audiences. Um, I think the, the main thing that we do is that we try and show them that the, 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 the vast range of customers that we've cost, got across different, uh, mm-hmm. different sectors. So we try and showcase um, examples of customers in other sectors and clients in other sectors that are similar to them, um, and we also show them um, the team. We we bring we bring them, we bring the team um, from Push into the into the conversation with a prospective client very early on, so they can see just how diverse we are as a business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna take another break, and when we come back, so this is really interesting because obviously this diversity is helping you with innovation. It's helping you meet the client needs. But I'd like to talk um, after the break about how you build a diverse organization because that's also um, a challenge, and and how do you manage one? And we'll talk about that after the break. Okay. So for our audience, we are talking to Stephen Hyde, the CEO of Push Group, a premier market digital marketing agency based in the UK, known for its innovation and diversity. If you'd like to contact Push Group, you can go to pushgroup.co.uk, and they're also on Facebook under Push for Growth and on Twitter under Push Group. And on LinkedIn under Push Group Limited. And if you'd like to talk to Stephen, reach out to Stephen, then you can reach him on LinkedIn under Stephen Hyde. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, CEO and leadership and business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders or go to my website. Leadership Beyond Borders is a program sponsored by CINDA, the Search and Information Industry Association, and the Women's Leadership Academy 2020. CINDA helps SMEs with digital advancement. CINDA also does market research, is a thought leader in digital, and conducts conferences in the EMEA region. CINDA's local search conference will be held in Lisbon October 13th to 16th this year. And please visit us. Go to the website, www.cinda.com, and register for the conference. And with that, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, Stephen, I really want to talk about how do you go about organizing and managing and building diversity in the company. Okay? And with that, we'll be right back. (music) 
From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you are interested in the business of rental equipment, be sure to check out Rental Equip Talk Radio with host Donald Charbonnet. We talk to some of the top names in the rental industry, as well as cover topics that include safety, training, fleet management, legal issues, and more. We'll also cover the history and future of the rental equipment industry. Rental Equip Talk Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And today we're speaking with Stephen Hyde, the CEO of Push Group, a premier digital marketing agency based in the UK, and it's known for its innovation and diversity. And we've been talking about how important diversity is in digital advertising agencies. And we've talked about the old agencies, the new agencies. We've looked at the landscape. But, Stephen, what I'd really like to do is get down to the nitty-gritty, okay? Because, it, you know, we can talk about the benefits. We all know the benefits. Um, we, we, we know that we have to reach our audiences. But then when it comes down to the nitty-gritty of actually building diversity, how do we do this, okay? How do we, how do we build a diverse team? to begin with okay so one of the one of the first things that i would really think hard about is the is 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 there there is um i mean i guess you could you could call it either a a free trade or an an unashamedly capitalist opportunity that in 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 the uk sadly there is a there is a wage gap uh, for ethnic minorities um, in uh, in the um, in the wider employment community, and so one of the first things that that businesses should recognise is that that they can actually attain some incredible talent at uh, at, at a rate that is typically um, going to be very attractive for that group compared to say um, many uh, traditional white uh, male um, employees. So we we found that. Um, by offering fair wages to our staff that we've attracted a very large pool of people coming from um, all corners of the UK and beyond there. Um, and and, and at the more and more we've attracted in terms of diversity and ethnic diversity, we've found that uh, that's built um, people wanting to submit their CVs, their resumes to push on the basis of them looking at our team pages. They can see how diverse we are as a business. So um, as a starting point, it's it's really important to recognize the the opportunity to to, to really get going and, and, and start to build this this diversity into a business. Mm-hmm. So are you are you targeting these groups? Then you said, you know, the, these ethnically diverse groups. Um, um, are you reaching out to them actively when you do that? Um, we were originally. So um, originally, we targeted a particular. I mean, it was almost, if I'm honest, it was 
by partly by um, location um, and accident in that the, the nearest university to us was um, had a very strong ethnic diversity um, uh, representation. Um, so that that we, we we recruited from there uh, initially, and then that has helped kind of like spiral the business as as we've taken as we've taken on more and more people really in the UK. Um, typically from what you know what we all know as the as the as the Asian subcontinent. So um, uh, typically people that are probably second generation um, to the UK, where their parents maybe moved in the 1960s or 1970s from either India or Pakistan. That's been a very big group, um, in, certainly in London. Uh, but it's gone beyond that. So it's gone beyond that into uh, every other areas. We have people from Afghanistan, people from all areas of Europe, um, from Egypt and, and, and beyond. Mm-hmm. So that, that gives you a really diverse talent pool. Have you found any best practices that helps you actually attract this talent pool? So one of the things that I would say is that we, we, we do certainly encourage the, the, um, the employees, the team to talk about push beyond, 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 uh, beyond their workplace and they, they, they socialize and very often they will recommend um, we had a lot of people that have joined the business through recommendation of other employees mm-hmm. um, it's kind of work both ways we've seen we've seen examples where f- um, friends of push employees have, have noticed how much their uh, the push person is enjoying their their job and have wanted to get in touch with us um, and and that's worked very well so we've had a referral scheme for our for our employees um, that's worked particularly well. Mm-hmm. So now, uh, so now, as you're looking at this talent pool, so you have this one talent pool that's kind of untapped. Okay, um, ethnic city, ethnic groups that probably in the second generation. What what are you seeing now? Um, as far as Europe is concerned, because because you know you have Brexit coming up, and um, are you going to get? Do you think that's going to affect? diversity do you think it's going to be less diversity having european nationals or or that's i know this is a really hot question okay but uh well it's on the tip of everybody's tongue what's going to happen okay um but in in the with the highlight on diversity do you think that it's going to make any impact i look I, it's a it's a topic i could talk about for a, for a lot <laughs> We don't, we don't have so much time, but I would say um, the, the, the net effect of what's happened, you know, now nearly three years ago with the Brexit vote, we have not seen any marked change in the numbers of people coming from Europe um, that want to work in London in digital. I, I, we, have, we have just not seen um, a change at all. If anything, it, it's accelerated um, so I think London is a very particular case. It's already extremely diverse. Uh, I don't think it's going to affect um, anything. We, we're, we're actively taking on people and we, we'll, we'll sponsor them, even if they come from outside of Europe, with visas as well, where we think, it's, where we think that their talent is right for our business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so, you know that's always the hot topic, and and we still we still don't know. It's like looking in a crystal ball. Ball, but it's. I'm glad to hear it's not affecting it. What about generation, Stephen? Okay, on recruiting generation, are you you actively, um, you know, looking at trying to recruit a generational mix? Because there's a lot of prejudice against you know. Okay, you know the the you know if you're over 50 then forget it you're not digital um how, how do you look at that and do you recruit in that area um we've we've certainly tried and it has been um, it has been difficult so we've tried um uh, a number of things which some some which have worked well so we've we've taken on some um really um smart and they're certainly not over 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 50 but we've we've taken um to introducing some really good open policies for for mothers returning to work and fathers even returning as well where they've been um, typically uh, heavily involved with bringing up their kids so we've we've tried to do that 
Um, but there is definitely there is there is a there is a point where I think people are feeling um, uncomfortable working in a in a digital environment. Some of our happiest um, employees, though, are, are definitely um, the the over forties that love working environment with the average age is something like 26 or 27 mm-hmm. so um and i include myself in that group as well um so it, you know it has has it certainly has worked i would i if i said to you that i thought there was an easy way of being able to introduce people um uh, over the age of 50 into our environment i would say that that is challenging at the moment it's mm-hmm. not, not easy to do and, and those that are um, that we are looking at tend to be working in in more like in, in administrative or finance type roles. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a little bit more difficult. Now you have this diverse group, okay? And how do you manage this? I mean, because you have you have age differences, you have ethnicity differences, you have. I mean, surely we all know it. it you know, you get innovation from this. But what are the challenges in managing such a d- diverse group? So. Um, I suppose in, in, in some ways, um, the, the first thing that I would say in, in, in thinking about that, 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 that challenge is, is that, um, that, that, that actually when we had um, a more, um, I turn it on its head, when we had a more heavily male-dominated uh, group um, in our business, as an example, we felt that the atmosphere and the dialogue in the office was becoming, um, if you like, it was becoming unempathetic towards the few women that were in the business. It actually started to become more and more challenging. And by introducing more people into our business, it's almost naturally become more sensitive um, and more playful as well in a way that people feel that they can talk to one another about their differences. So in managing it, I think the most important thing we've done is to, is to go to the team, uh, the, the, whole, the whole company, and, and ask them to come up and talk amongst themselves to conclude what are the, the, the values that they think that, that the push represents. So we didn't, we didn't impose them. Um, we asked the group, and they, they came up with four, and they included being always ahead. Uh, they included about being a second family. Uh, they included about being fast and open. And if you think about um, fast and open, I mean, in our world, you've got to be fast to be able to get results. And in order to be fast, it helps if you're open. If you're not open, you, you know, if you're closed, if you don't share information, that just slows everything up. So fast, open, all ties into diversity. If you don't, if you, it's it's hard to it's hard to build some of that um, that ethos without the diversity. They all it all links in so well. We've also introduced things like um, performance competencies um, that recognise um, the importance of being open and the importance of, importance of respecting other people's um, diverse backgrounds. So um, those have all been um, instrumental to um, helping the business uh, grow and really embed diversity into in, into our business. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing is really that shared vision is is really important, and then and then maybe shared um, performance competencies that that support this shared vision that really helps manage that. Yeah, I mean, my first exposure to it many years ago as a performance competency at Pepsi in the 1990s, which was, by the way, one of the most, you know, one of the best businesses I worked for from a cultural point of view, they actually had in the 90s, they had typical performance competencies like drive results, analytical mm-hmm. things, creativity. But the one that stood out for me, and this is 94, so this is some time ago, was leveraging diversity. And they really held all of us as managers mm-hmm on this and it it stuck with me um because in other businesses that i worked for i didn't see that see that same focus so you know we've taken that on board and built we've built cultural mm-hmm. into our business fairly early on um from 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 you know our very origins back in in 2007 yeah 
Good. So, Stephen, we're running out of time, so I'd just like to ask you one last question. Um, we have a lot of uh, CEOs listening. We have um, a lot of people in the digital in- industry. If you had one message to them about diversity, what would that be? I would say to them to, you know, if, they, if, if they're not convinced, um, they need to do – the first message is you, you need to do your research and understand just how diversity is driving real growth and real profits for businesses. They, ha- they, have, to be, be, they have to buy into the fact that it actually is going to help them beat their competition. Mm-hmm. It's not a tick-in-the-box exercise. It's not um, a nice-to-do because we're being told we need to do it by HR. They have to buy into it, and if they're not bought into it yet – they need to go out there and do their research. Just Google diversity and innovation or diversity and profits. Do your research, become convinced yourself, and you'll see what a difference it makes to beating your competition. Yep, and I think that's great words to end on. So, Stephen, thank you so much. And for our listeners, we've been talking to Stephen Hyde, the CEO of Push Group, uh, Steve's career spans 25 years in marketing and push is the premier digital marketing agency located in the uk and has also worldwide offices push is the winner of several google partner awards and is recognized for its effort in diversity in the digital space so if you'd like to reach out to push or to steve you can reach push on www.pushgroup.co.uk and also push is on facebook under push for growth on twitter under push group and on linkedin under push group limited and for steven you can reach steven hyde on linkedin and you've been listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. It's a program sponsored by Global Business Therapy and CINDA, the Search and Information Association. CINDA is the Search and Information Association of Europe and helps SMEs with digital advancement. CINDA will be having a conference on digital in Lisbon, October 13th to 16th. So if you'd like to join us, go to www.cinda.com. And you can also contact us if you're interested in the digital landscape survey, which looks at how SMEs are using digital across Europe. And we're listening to Leadership Beyond Borders at Voice America Business business channel and you can also tune in to us every week on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. specific time and download us on iTunes, Google Play and Stitcher. We have five stars on iTunes so listen to all of our episodes not just this one that you've listened today and with that Stephen I'd like to thank you one more time it's been a pleasure and I hope to see you again, maybe in Lisbon at, in October. Okay. Thank you. And until next week, it's Kimberly Lewis signing out. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.